Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for joining us. This is From the Newsroom. I'm Digital Director Brian Brunellis with the Holland Sentinel. This is our weekly podcast presented by the Sentinel staff. Today we've got a special guest in our newsroom. Uh, let me go through her credentials here. We were going it beforehand. I want to make sure I get all the titles correct. She is the Big Read and Little Read Director, as well as a professor at Hope College, Deb Van Dynen. Yes, thank you. You got them all right. Oh, Good job. Thank you so much. You have no idea the difficulty I have sometimes. <laughs> and uh, I thought we'd come uh, have her come in and discuss uh, the Big Read Lakeshore. Uh, the book, the selection for this year was announced yesterday. It was announced yesterday. Correct. And uh, aside from Big Read, we also have new features that you've added to entice younger readers yes. uh, to join the whole public discussion. Before we get into that, let's go into this year's book. Yes. What is this year's book? So our chosen big read book for this for 2019 is Julia Alvarez in the Time of the Butterflies. It's not a new book. It's been okay. out for 25 years. Many people in the community perhaps have already read it um, as it's considered one of the classics in American mm-hmm. literature. Sometimes it's taught in high school or college classes. Okay. Uh, we chose it for a number of reasons. I love it that it is the 25th year of publication. I think that's a neat way to commemorate that. Uh, but it's also a book that I think connects well with our changing community here in Holland. The book is available in Spanish and English, and that's important to us. We want our Spanish-speaking readers in this community to be able to access the book. The book takes place in the Dominican Republic. It's a, based on a true story of four sisters and their um, responses to the dictator um, during, their, during their lives. And so it follows. It's the fictionalized version of these sisters' story. Okay. Uh, I don't want to give any more away because you've got to read the book. Thank you. <laughs> I went through, uh, it was Station Eleven yeah, last year, right? Station Eleven, yes. Yeah, so uh, I'm looking forward to this year's uh, getting. How can folks get their hands on the book this year? Yeah, uh, we are selling the book at a reduced cost at bookstores such as Reader's World or The Bookman in Grand Haven. Hope College's bookstore as well is selling it at a reduced cost. We will have library giveaway days in October, so stay tuned for that. Uh, I think we have about seven participating libraries along the lakeshore, and they have chosen a Saturday in October, and we'll be giving the n- several copies of the book away for free. Um, and then we also will be distributing the book to area school students who are reading the book as part of their classes. Okay. Um, you mentioned school students. Uh, if you could talk about this year's Little Read uh, and some of the new developments that have kind of branched off from the Big Read. Yeah, we're really excited about the Little Read program. It's not something entirely new. Mm-hmm. I would say for the past four years, we've included a Little Read book. We choose our Little Read book based on themes and topics that are similar to our Big Read book. Okay. So it doesn't have to be 
the same um, sorts of things, but we do look for a connection. And uh, so our chosen Little Read book this year is Carmen Agraditi's book, uh, The Rooster Who Would Not Be Quiet. And it's a bilingual book. Uh, it's written in Spanish and English. And uh, it's a story about a rooster who would not be quiet, as you might have already inferred, uh, about what does it mean to stand up for what you think is right and true and good? Um, who is brave? Who is courageous? What does it mean to be obedient? What does it mean to rebel? Right. So I love it that little kids on their own terms and levels can wrestle with issues and things like that, just as we can as we read our big read book. You mentioned uh, you're reaching out to Spanish language speakers this year. Was that something that um, people came to you and said, I think you need to, we need to start branching out more? Or is this just a, you know, was there a genesis involved that you guys decided maybe we should start to, um, you know, address that? Mm -hmm. Because it's such a growing community within Holland. That's a great question. And I would say it's probably a little bit of both. Okay. Uh, We have had people say in our previous Big Read books, uh, is there a copy in Spanish? And uh, Station Eleven, for example, last year is not translated into Spanish, so that wasn't right. an option for us. For some books, the Spanish editions or versions of the book are very expensive, so it's just not feasible with our budget to purchase them. This book, however, is readily available in Spanish. Uh, so in part, the book we chose, but we, um, as part of our grant application to the National Endowment for the Arts, they ask us, why is this book a good fit for your community? And for the last number of years, we've talked about the importance of choosing books with diverse characters because Holland is changing Mm -hmm. and it's exciting that it's changing. Uh, And so this year we intentionally wrote in our grant application that we need to do a better job of connecting to all readers in our community. And that includes our um, non-English speaking readers. Uh, and it's a, it's already exciting to see what new doors and connections and networking we've been able to do because of um, the book's topics and that the book is available in Spanish. As someone who's never had to um, submit a grant, could you talk about that process? I'm really curious about that relationship and working with the NEA. Yeah, so um, we've been blessed to have received now an NEA grant for the past six years. And it's a complicated process, as anyone who has done grant writing before. I submit the grant in January, and at that time, I need to choose the book. My committee, it's not just me. I work with a fantastic mm-hmm. group of um, community and community members and partner organizations. We come up with sort of a sketch of our program, and so we choose the book, come up with a nice skeleton of what we think the program will look like, and then we wait and we hear from the NEA at the end of April whether or not we receive the grant. And then they um, sort of give us an idea of when we can announce that we receive the grant and when are the title of our book. And so that was yesterday. Okay. So that's sort of the process. A lot of people think that, you know, we, um, it's just a couple months, but we've already been thinking about this book uh, for quite a while. And we have a um, big read title selection book club that's run by, um, some delightful, amazing people on our team, and they've been reading these books for the past number of years because we were given a list from the Big Read of all the books that we could choose from. And so in the Time of the Butterflies, I know that they um, it was part of our discussions for a couple of years already, so we were just waiting for the right time to choose it. Okay. And aside uh, from the Big Read and Little Read, I know um, you have other spinoff events. 
the authors usually come to visit the town and, and speak about the book. I assume they'll be back this year as well. Yes, that's always a favorite part of our program yeah. for many of our community members. So Julia Alvarez will be coming uh, on a Tuesday evening. She gives a talk in the morning to area students, a Q&A, and then she does our keynote lecture in the evening. Uh, Carmen Agrediti will be coming to some area schools and then also doing a free open to the public um, little read event on a Saturday. Okay. And lastly, um, I've been in Holland a little over two years, and uh, I know Big Read has just, it's one of those community-wide events that just seems to take over for a lot of people. And um, I don't know if you could speak about uh, on that, about uh, the popularity of the program. Um, why do you think it appeals to so many people? Mm, it's a great question, and it's fun to think back to our first year. Uh, we weren't sure how it would go over. Right. Uh, I, Holland itself had not had a one book, one community program. And it was amazing. Our first year, we had about 3,000 people participate. Um, this past year, we had over 13,000. And we're only expecting thousands more this year, particularly with the development of our Little Read program. So your question, though, why has it hit struck a, struck a chord here in Holland and along the lakeshore? I think in part because we've expanded along the lakeshore. Okay. So our big read isn't just for Holland, Zealand. It's also we involve readers in Saugatuck and Grand Haven and Fenville. Uh, uh, so we've moved along. We've expanded our geographical reach. But I think people just really enjoy, I love it, uh, coming together across demographic divides we have a shared experience of reading the same book. And we read it differently, and we have different opinions about it. Uh, but I love that it brings us together. And um, I frequently hear throughout the year, I'm in the grocery store, and someone will come up to me and say, are you the big read lady? And it's always a fun moment. But many times our older readers will say, I loved sitting beside a teenager at the author event. It's this idea that People are together who normally maybe wouldn't be together in the same place, but they've come together around the reading of a book and are able then to share their perspectives and experiences through that lens. And that's beautiful. Very cool. Any final thoughts before we uh, wrap up this episode? Oh, I always tell people that please read the books, uh, <laughs> but it's never just about reading the book. I, right. I have lots of people who say they've read the book, they enjoyed it, uh, but I really want to encourage people to read the book and talk about it and attend one of our events or read it in your book club. And uh, I always I always like to say our big read is about the book, but it's also about what we can listen, uh, how we can listen to each other and learn from each other. Uh, let's keep those conversations going way beyond November. Uh, and I really believe those conversations allow us to be a better, richer, more inclusive community. Oh, so there we go. What a perfect way to end the podcast. <laughs> so on behalf of Deb Van Dyden, I want to thank you. I'm Brian Bernalis, Digital Director here at The Sentinel. Thank you all for listening to From the Newsroom. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.